Welcome to the following presentation from Spider Sports Properties and Playfly Sports. And thanks for listening to Richmond Athletics on 1061 ESPN. It's lunchtime, a great time to talk spider football. This is Behind the Web with University of Richmond head coach Russ Huseman. Live from the Brass Tap at Libby Mill Midtown. Today's show is brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling, World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and... Virginia 529. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804-327-0888. Email behind the web at richmond.edu or on Twitter using Spider Voice at Richmond Athletics or at ESPN Richmond. Now, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black with Coach Huseman. This is Behind the Web, presented by the Brass Tap on 1061 ESPN Richmond and the Spiders Sports Network. He's going to throw again down the near sideline for Garcia. Right in his arms for the Spider touchdown. Kyle Wickersham to Jerry Garcia, 39 yards. Spiders are on the board. Four-man rush on Williams who gets great protection, but the pass is intercepted. Spiders have it. It's Wayne Galloway, and he's down the sideline, knocking people down and heading into the end zone. Wayne Benet Webb dives into the end zone for his first touchdown of the season and an exclamation point on homecoming. Yeah, it was a great homecoming weekend for the Richmond Spiders, capped off by the 44-13 victory over Campbell. Gives the Spiders their fourth straight win, six out of seven, and sends them into the bye week feeling pretty good about things. Welcome to Behind the Web from the Brass Tap at Libby Mill Midtown, just off of Staples Mill and Broad. Appreciate the folks who are in the house with us today and those of you listening on 106.1 ESPN and RichmondSpiders.com and ESPN Richmond. Thanks for being with us this afternoon. The show goes on even with the Spiders off this weekend. Our bi-week show and traditionally we bring in our coordinators and we got a couple of them with us along with Coach Usman today. Coach October and Coach Ross, our co-offensive coordinators, are here. Unfortunately, Coach Wood, our defense coordinator, a little bit under the weather right now, so we didn't bring him in today. He's resting up so that he'll be ready to go next week when the Spiders return to action against Elon. So pinch hitting for Justin. Wood, a rare appearance from my broadcast partner, Chris Anderson. So he is here with us this afternoon. He is flanking Coach Usman on Coach's right. I'm on the left. We'll pepper Coach with questions here in the first segment, and then we'll get the uh, coordinators up there in the middle segments of the show. Behind the web at richmond.edu. If you want to email us a question or comment or text us, 804-327-0888. All of that said, Russ, a week ago after the NCA and T game, you called that one kind of crazy and nutty. I wonder what you thought about Campbell, a game that is as tight as it can possibly be after three quarters, back and forth, 16 to 13. Looked like we were going to have a vintage CAA football finish, and then your guys explode for 28 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. What would you see there from your guys? Well, you know, sometimes, you know, I've been on both ends of the spectrum on that one, you know, where um, it's um, snowballs. And kind of that's what happened. You know, when when Wayne got the pick six, 
Uh, we got another turnover pretty quickly and then scored there. And then now it's it's kind of panic mode for uh, Campbell. And, and, again, I've been on that side before. And, and <coughs> excuse me. And, um, you know, you've been on that side before. But, you know, thank goodness we were on the right side of it. And, and it just kind of kept going and going. We'd get a turnover and score. We'd get a turnover and score. And uh, before you know it, it was 37-13. And, and that was probably the, the end of it right there. Chris? So, Coach, the goal is always to to put four quarters together, put it all together. I guess at this point, how do you take that fourth quarter performance? Can you continue that? What do what you, you know, in, time, in terms of talking to your players, uh, how do you continue that momentum? Well, I, I think – for three quarters, I mean, we did play pretty good. I mean, we moved the ball on offense. We were playing good defense against a really explosive offense. Right. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it, the, the, you know, if, if Wayne gets his pick in the third quarter, which it was the first play of the fourth quarter, you know, all of a sudden it's 21 and it doesn't kind of sound as bad. But, um, you know, it, it, I thought we played pretty well in all three phases for most of the game. I thought, like, uh, so their, their quarterback was outstanding. Uh, he moved. He was looking downfield. He was doing everything right. But I thought we did a great job. We just had him running and moving, and we didn't always get to him. But I noticed towards the end of the game, he was fatigued. He was tired. Was that part of the, the game plan? Yeah, he was running around a lot. Hey, um, uh, and, and, again, that's a credit to our defensive line. Our defensive line put a lot of pressure on him, made him step up and out of the pocket, we didn't do a fantastic job in open space on him, but, uh, you know, our, our guys got after him pretty good and just wouldn't let him set his feet. Right. You know, wouldn't let him step up and throw the football, and, and that's what he had been so good at all year long. And, you know, that was probably the most running he's done all year. Um, if you just look at statistically, you know, how many rushes he probably is down for. You know, he, he's probably two to three a game, and uh, – you know, when, when you when you can get after him like that, you know, it's it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, he wound up uh, technically, statistically, 12 rushing attempts. Some of those were on the quarterback sack, and he lost 21 yards. So you were getting him behind mm-hmm. the sticks and behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, so our, uh, up front, we, we've played really well here the last few weeks, and uh, our defensive line's really good, and, and they can rush the passer. I don't know if you felt this way, although you kind of alluded to it with Lane on the TV interview at halftime. I know in the booth, Chris and I felt this way, that it could have been worse than 7 nothing at the end of the first quarter. It felt like they had our guys a little bit on their heels going into that second quarter and pretty fortunate that it was only a 7 nothing game. Yes? No? Yeah, I mean, it seemed like we were taking a lot of uh, body blows there. We went three and out, I think, our first two possessions offensively. You know, when they got the, their first possession, we had a third and long, and we sacked the dude and uh, get a face mask penalty. And then the next play, uh, you know, a uh, pass interference call. So, you know, we gave them 30 yards uh, of offense when we should have been off the field. You know, and that, that you know, kind of doesn't make you feel great. Um, you know, and they, I think they had driven the ball the next time, and we got the stop. And then, and then our offense kind of started moving the football a little bit. And, uh, uh, you know, and – you know, to get a 10-7 at the half was, was pretty critical so we could have some momentum into halftime and into the second quarter. Well, let's talk a little bit about getting it to 10-7, to if you don't mind. This is called Behind the Web for a reason, and I want to kind of go behind the web and into your thinking and Coach Ross and Coach October when they get up here in a couple of minutes because, Russ, this question has been asked to me of several fans this week, some of whom are in attendance here today, but they would like to know kind of what went into your thinking with the end of the first half 
First and goal at the seven. You have the incomplete pass to Savon, uh, the sack right at the line of scrimmage, and then you elect to take the timeout with a few seconds left and just kick the field goal as opposed to perhaps calling the timeout earlier and taking one more shot at the end zone. Well, it's not only taking the timeout. It was we, we could have ran another play and then taken the timeout. But, uh, yeah, I heard them. They were mad. I don't blame them. Uh, but I, I was going into the locker room up 10-7. to 7. I'm on your side, I, I was by going the way. in 10 I've to 7. I've taken a lot of heat for you this week. You know, all of a sudden, a sack fumble, an interception in the end zone. They go hooping and hollering, jumping up and down into the locker room. I, in my mind, the only thing I was thinking the whole time is we are going in 10-7, to 7, and we are going to go in with a lead, with the momentum on our side. And uh, – you know, probably the right the, the the call should have been to take an extra play. Uh, and again, that, that that was all me. That was on me all the way. You know, those are kind of decisions that, that as a head coach you make. And uh, you know, I'm sure Winston and Adam probably wanted to take another shot. I, matter of fact, I know they did. They were looking at me like I was an idiot, to be honest with you. But uh, not again. I know what it was, I, I think when we took the sack. I think when we took the sack, I said, enough. Let's just let's take the lead. And, uh, again, I was probably in the very, very minority of that stadium. Um, you and me, Coach, because I have it on tape where I was backing you. And can I just throw a couple things Yeah, my out? wife wasn't real happy either. She was booing me too. So uh, I guess I got it from everybody. Um, the two plays, how much did that influence you? I mean, Cam throws the pass that's almost intercepted, quite frankly, and throws it over Savant's head mm -hmm. and out of bounds. And then he gets sacked. Uh -huh. And you got a true freshman, a quarterback there, who had thrown an interception before halftime the week before. Am I giving you some ammunition? Yeah. Here? The sack, I think. The first play wasn't great. I, you know, wasn't a great throw. And, and I thought, ah, okay, we got we got some time. And then when he took the sack, that right then and there, because I knew we had three plays. There was no question we had three plays, and and we had plenty. I mean, it was, it, you know, it wasn't even an issue <clears throat> to get the three plays in. When he took the sack, you know, I was down at the other, I was down at the very far end of the field, and. You know, and, and, and Winston, and they were looking at me, what do you want to do? And I just said, hold them out there. And uh, so, I, you know, I just said, we're going to take, take the lead. And, and uh, the sack, I think, really got me. I think so. I think there, there's a value to momentum, right? We just talked about old man Mo in the fourth quarter. We got momentum and just kind of took away, just kind of ran away with the game. And I think, I think that's something you just got to feel. So I agree with Coach. He just felt like we got momentum. You know, that they had a great first half, but, you know, we're going to go into halftime with a lead, and that's tough to, like, put a value on or, or add or, or do it with points, but you just feel it as a coach, and I think uh, I appreciate it worked out well. Well, that was, a, you know, that was obviously a two-minute drive, too. Mm -hmm. And so you, all of a sudden, you, man, you, you, get, you got a two-minute drive. You're getting down. You got it down there. All right, here we go. And all of a sudden, you get nothing. And, uh, I mean, I just – you know, and I didn't want them feeling good going in the locker room. I wanted our guys to feel pretty good going in the locker room. And, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd say, to be honest with you, 98% uh, of the coaches in America would have taken another shot into the end zone. And, and you know, our whole uh, 
our whole crowd in the stands would have taken another play at it. But <laughs> Your 2% turned out to be right because you took the lead in the locker room at halftime and you wound up winning the game in big fashion. Uh, Chris, real quick, because I know you got to go and we'll get our offensive coordinators up here. you got a couple of quick defensive hits for Coach Usman here before we let you go and we get to the break. Uh, defensive hits? Um, yeah, I guess obviously, you know, um, I thought our corners – you know, I was concerned because I know we have some injuries there. I thought they played well. And obviously, you know, Tristan Wheeler moves into second place on the tackling list. So any, any comments you have about those two, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, our, our corners are young, um, right. both of them. And, uh, you know, we lost Angela Rankin. And, and so we are young there. And, you know, there was a lot of angst early in that game. I thought our corners were playing way too far off, giving up too much underneath. Um, our coaches felt the same way, and and you could see them. I mean, and I said this in the uh, in the Sunday meeting with the staff. You you could just see the confidence, the corners gaining confidence as that game went on. Early, I mean, it, I, I thought these guys may throw for a thousand on us, and but later on, you know, they um, figured it. You out. know, they got some confidence, and you could see them playing and breaking up balls, and and then with obviously with Tristan, you know, I knew he was close to to getting into second place and uh, just tremendous, tremendous player, ambassador for this program. Uh, you know, the, the, you, you can't do any better than that. And lastly, we say it every week, but when you have a front four that can consistently get there, whether you're blitzing or not, just, just, just you know, and your base offense or front four can get there, you say all the time, you always got a chance. Yeah, I mean, you just you, that quarterback can't sit in his spot, um, you know. And, and the, the one interception we had, um, you know, Wheeler added on the blitz and, and hit the quarterback as he was throwing. It was the one that Trey Thomas, made. Yep. And but you you know, little things like that you kind of don't recognize. We knew on the field, we knew he put the pressure on the guy, but sometimes you don't know those things. And and uh, you know that pressure helped him to underthrow that ball, and, and then we got the interception on that one too kind of cool that uh, eric mcbride who tristan passed on saturday was in the house was in attendance as we honored the championship team so he was right there watching tristan Miller saw, break so so uh who savon scored and the 2008 team was in the end zone and on our camera on our video or film as we're watching it i see savon he slaps five with um uh, William Bischoff and uh, Sean White and Kevin Grayson. They're, and Sid Barry, Sid Barry didn't get up. He just sat there and looked at him and watched him. But it was it was pretty it was pretty cool to see that. Yeah, and and Eric McBride was part of that that group as well. Like I said, it was a great homecoming weekend all the way around. Chris Anderson, thank you. Appreciate it. Enjoy your Saturday off, and we'll see you next Saturday for Elon. Always a pleasure. Much appreciated. All right. All right, Chris. Uh, Chris will be out and coming in. Winston October and Adam Ross, our Spider offensive coordinators. They'll join us next as we continue behind the web from the Brass Tap here at Libby Mill Midtown, live on the home of the Spiders, 1061 ESPN. Buying a vehicle is like buying a house. Many aspects of the purchase can lead to questions. Fortunately, Lux Chevrolet in Ashland has 100 years of experience to help their customers buy their next Chevy or used vehicle. They combine a modern, interactive website at LuxChevrolet.com with old-school customer service to make the entire process easy. So don't buy from some online startup. 
Put your trust with Lux Chevrolet in Ashland. 804-798-9261 or online at LuxChevrolet.com. Your local dealer with worldly experience. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. With tons of televisions, the Brass Tap's the best place to watch your favorite team, and the Brass Tap has great food and cold drinks to enjoy while you catch the game. Join Richmond Spiderhead football coach Russ Huseman and Bob Black every Thursday during football season at our Richmond location at Libby Mill Midtown from noon to one for Behind the Web as they talk spider football and break down upcoming matchups. Enjoy signature Brass Tap classic pizzas all day Thursday for just $10. The Brass Tap, great times, well-crafted. Attention Spiders fans, do you want a chance for your child to be the kickoff kid at the Richmond Spiders football game versus Elon on November 11th? Included in this awesome opportunity are four tickets, four field passes, and one parking pass to the game. Enter for your chance to go on the field and have your child retrieve the kickoff tee at www.richmondspiders.com forward slash VA529 kickoff kid. Brought to you by Virginia 529, the official college savings plan of the Richmond Spiders. QVC is throwing the biggest holiday party of the year, and you're invited. Our nonstop holiday party is coming to you live for 49 straight hours of holiday shopping, tips and tricks to own the season, nonstop fun, and so much more. We'll be joined by our favorite celebs and guests, but it won't be a party without you. Join us for our nonstop holiday party, November 4th and 5th, everywhere you watch QVC. This is Shopping Brought to Life. I've always gotten tons of UTIs. Cranberry products never worked for me, and I was desperate for a way to be proactive. I'm Jenna Ryan, CEO and founder of Eucora. We've worked with doctors to develop effective urinary tract health products. Eucora is helping over 100,000 women stay healthy. Ready to join them? Get 30% off at eucora.com radio. That's uqora.com radio. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The timeout's over. Now, more Behind the Web, live from the Brass Tap at Libby Mill Midtown on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Smith with the carry to the end zone. Touchdown! Savant Smith with his second touchdown run of the game at his fourth of the season extends the Spider lead. How about this hole created here by the offensive line? He's not touched until he's at the one-yard line. Great call. Great execution by that O-line. Wickersham has a man wide open. And down the sideline goes Mylon Howard. And Howard goes into the end zone for another Spider touchdown. The floodgates have opened for the Richmond Spiders. <laughs> All right, a couple of pretty good offensive highlights to introduce our Spider offensive coordinators, our co-offensive coordinators, who join us for the middle segments of today's uh, Behind the Web here at the Brass Tap, along with Coach Usman. Again, if you're just joining us, we have promoted the, all the coordinators, the offensive and defense coordinators would be here today. Justin Wood, a little bit under the weather. I guess he wasn't at practice today. He's, he's nope. sick, so we're going to get him better so he's ready to go for next week. So Adam Ross and Winston October, Spider offensive coordinators, are with us uh, here at 
at uh, at the brass tap. Uh, fellas, let me let me just start there. Adam, I'll start with you. What have you liked about what the offense has been doing here, particularly of late? Seems like it's really progressing. You heard Chris uh, make the comment on the Savant Smith touchdown run about how good your offensive line was. I think it all starts in practice. I think uh, the guys are doing a good job working together, um, chasing the football. You know, one thing we talked about is playing hard. Uh, they're helping the backup. That's one thing we're doing at practice and holding. Do your job, Coach O says that a bunch. Do your job. So that's one thing we really focused on. And Winston, from passing the football, how good do you feel about what's happening? You've had a variety of quarterbacks to work with, and then a stable of wide receivers. Yeah, I think I think um, really proud of the guys how they uh, adjusted, and and the big thing is is love how how the offense right now they're doing what what's required. And, um, you know, being able to – those guys being able to – the O-line, the boss hogs are doing a good job of opening up the holes. And, and then on the perimeter, the receivers, uh, you got to be able to block. You know, there's only one ball. So everybody's kind of just, you know, being able to do what they need to do. All right. You use the word adjust and adjustments. So let's talk about how that's pertained to the two of you and your job description and your roles this season. Adam, uh, being the co-offensive coordinator, what kind of adjustments – did you have to make well one thing i think uh winston and i we think a lot alike so uh didn't know that as much last year even though we were together all all the time but as we gotten into it just there was a, we were playing rhode island and in the fourth quarter i was in my mind i'm thinking let's get he, he was calling it calling it calling it. it was our drive that took us up by two scores and and he called three plays in that series. I wasn't messing up his rhythm. He called three plays in that series that I was thinking at the time. So it was pretty cool to see. Um, but uh, our work is done throughout the week. And and uh, and then during the series, that's when he and I are talking a bunch. But I don't. he's in his rhythm and in his groove. I let him be. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're in that groove. But what was the adjustments, Winston, you made at the outset of this when Coach said, you guys are going to be co-offense coordinators? Well, one of the biggest things is just making sure that, you know, uh, everyone's egos in check and, and having the ability to, to know that, like, you, you know, we got a, a lot of smart guys. And, and ultimately, you know, we have to run plays that, that fit the skill set of our players. And I, that, that's the one thing I – I enjoy working with, with uh, Coach Ross, with Adam Witt, is that, you know, we're able to collaborate and say, ah, oh, we can't do that. Or or even the, uh, the other coaches having the ability to say, all right, well, we don't know the answer. You, oh, that's a good one, Coach Coach Queso. That's a good one there. Mm-hmm. Coach 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 Jacob, you know, the, I think I think that's a that's a really good thing, working well together. Because here's the deal. If we work well together, the players see it in us, then ultimately, you know, they're the ones that – get everybody up in the stands and if they see it in us they'll do it uh the other adjustment that you made came in season when you moved from the press box back down on the field uh why did why did you do that why did you feel more comfortable with that it's obviously working right now yeah i i kind of see it a little bit better um from the field Uh, i don't know if it's from my playing days or whatever but um there's little things that i i can't see um in the box uh for example you know uh, in between series, I can see the other team communicating sometimes, and or I can see when a, we beat a DB or a DB's tired, and we can a- attack a guy or something like that. So um, those are things that I that that's my that's my strength, you know, kind of, um, and and so um, having that ability to have me do that what helps, and then it's easy communication to Coach Ross. I can move my mic up, and him and I can have 
a, a conversation without having to say, hey, Ross, what are you doing? You know, Russ, did you feel there were going to be these kind of natural adjustments that both guys would have to make and the offense uh, when you name them both as co-offensive coordinators? Uh, you know, I, I didn't think a whole lot about it. I just knew they were both really good football coaches and deserved to be uh, put in that position. So basically that was my only thought was you got two good coaches. They both deserve it. Uh, let's go. Did you feel a difference when Winston came onto the sidelines for game day Saturdays? No, I just, I just want to score points, move the ball. That's it. <laughs> well, let me ask you two guys then. Let's go behind the web. You two think alike. How were you thinking when, as Coach Usman described in the opening segment of the show, he made the decision to make sure we got points at the end of the first half Saturday? Well, I'll, tell, I'll, I'll answer that one. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, like, the two plays there, you know, I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, and and uh, when he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, we're, we're, we're going to run this. We're going to call timeout and we're going to kick a field goal. I was like. All right, cool. <laughs> so he said, I heard him say, we looked at him like he's crazy. I looked at him like, all right, cool. You know, because at the end of the day, uh, going in with, with a lead and going in uh, with momentum is, is, is great, um, especially when a team's on the road there. Um, and having the ability, I think one of the things that's going on this year and on, and on this streak is that playing complementary football, um, as, as Adam mentioned, you know, the Rhode Island game. Uh, having the ability to, hey, we got to go down and score here to go up two scores. Um, even in, like, the Stony Brook game, mm-hmm. um, defense made a stop. We were struggling. And then um, held the ball for six minutes to go go and score, uh, to go up by one, and then defense made a stop. So I, I think that's what we're preaching to the players. So I had no issues, Coach, the head coach. He, he wants to make those things. He has way more experience. Uh, than we do and so he i just very looked up yes that's right i'm going for the field goal and that and sometimes i just stay quiet with it like you know it looks like i'm looking at him like crazy but he's right dead right <laughs> and some of it had to do with the two plays i mean it was a great play to get to the seven the pass to jerry but yeah. the next two plays were a little disjointed I guess. yeah we got down there in the two minute um yeah. series and, and that's that's demoralizing to a defense sometimes you know we we went we went well almost 60 yards something like that so um Getting away with points is more important than us going into halftime 7-7. Seven to seven. Adam, what were you thinking? He's the boss man, so <laughs> let's roll with it. So, But uh, we, we, uh, we didn't do a good job on the, the play that Coach was talking about of keeping the quarterback clean, and, and then it led to that. So, you know, we, we got to do a job up front. Well, let's talk about that with your boss hogs up front. Uh, a little bit of a struggle at the start of the season. There were obviously way too many quarterback sacks for anybody's liking in the spider camp. What was going on there, and what has changed from that point in time because it has been so much better? Yeah, they, they've been just working, uh, just coming to work every day at practice. I think that's huge as far as that goes. But just um, the collective effort of – the running backs, the quarterback, um, it's, a, it's a full effort. And then we had some injuries early on and just bouncing some guys around, some guys. Parker Mitchell played his first game, you know, so started his first game uh, early on in the season. So, like, there's, there's some issues. Uh, Gavin Lampy yet, and he didn't play in a year and a half. So, like, you know, they were getting their feel, getting their feet wet as they begin the season, but they, they've been working hard. So, 
How'd you handle uh, those injuries? I know injuries are part of the game. You have them every year. Offensive line certainly susceptible, but you had, you know, Gavin Lamp, Cade Sawyers, Ryan Cole got banged up in, in preseason, uh, and then you had two redshirt freshmen who have actually have played on that offensive line. Right, and, and Coach says all the time, but it's a next-man-up mentality and just the fact that uh, you, you never know when your time is going to happen, when, you're, when your chance is going to be out there to get out there on the field. So um, they, they do a great job in preparation each week. They do a lot of film study on their own, uh, which is awesome to see. Uh, and they take a lot of pride in that. Still your favorite position group there, Coach Usman? Yep. The offensive no lineman? Yep. What have you seen in their progress this year? It oh, keeps yeah. them at the top of your favorites list. Well, just like I mean, these guys, they're hard workers. They're listeners. They listen to you. Um, it's a close-knit group. Uh, you know, and, and, and I, I told, you know, I told the story about, and I guess he, he knew this, but um, it was when you had to go to a funeral. Mm-hmm. So they, had, they met kind of at, at a point on their own, and, and I, I walked down there and peeked in. And they were all in their spots. There was nobody messing around. They had the film going. They were serious. You know, when when I was 19, I'd have probably been doing something stupid in that room. But (laughs) these guys were focused and serious guys. And uh, just, I mean, they don't get enough credit. And uh, just, yeah, they're my favorite group by far. You have steadfastly yep said that through the years um all right winston take us into the quarterback room this year and it's had a revolving door on it because of all the injuries and how the guys have handled that and how you know you have you and coach Hughes, jacob huseman have had to handle that as well i think jacob's done a great job uh, he relates to those guys really well and so I mean, they've kind of taken on his personality you know and 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 as Coach and, and Adam mentioned, it's the next guy up mentality. You know, um, one thing one thing these guys do is they, they, they meet as a as a unit, and they're in there talking to everybody on their own about, hey, this is what we're going to do. And so even in practice, you know, if there's a mistake, they correct each other. So that, when, when, when that's happening, um, the, they're becoming an extension of, of, of us. And when that's happening, then, then you got a decent uh, – a, a showing of a uh, potentially decent team. Um, how different are they, the quarterbacks, in what you're trying to do <laughs> offensively? We've seen it on the field, obviously, and you've got yeah. certainly different personalities amongst yeah, all of them. They, they're all different. they got different skill sets. Yeah. And so um, we got to do a really good job. You know, when, when whenever each quarterback is in, we have plays for those guys uh, on our call sheet. And uh, we, we got to stick to it because they have to feel confident what's what 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 they're hearing. And then uh, we have to feel confident that they're going to execute what we're asking. This may sound like an obvious question. I'll ask this and we'll take a break and come back. And I certainly want to talk about your wide receivers um, as well. But but how different is it coaching such young quarterbacks? I mean, none of them had ever started a game before. Yeah, last year we have maybe the most experienced quarterback in the country in Reese Udinsky. Yeah. And now you've got guys who are, who are really, you know, green around the ears, if you will. Well, I, I think that that's where, you know, earlier when I talked about our egos, we, we got to check it. We got to make sure a play might look great, but if if they can't do it, then we can't we can't run it. You know, and it might look good on film. Somebody did it. We've done it. But Reese has done it. But if if they if it's not in their skill set, then we, we can't we can't do it. So um, that, that's that's a daily 
a daily, weekly thing that, uh, and sometimes in-game deal that, that goes on. So, All right, halfway through our show today, let's take a break. We'll come back with more with Winston October uh, and Adam Ross and Coach Usman behind the web, live from the Brass Tap, right here on the home of the Spiders, 1061 ESPN. Chris Brockman here from the Rich Eisen Show. And do you want even more excitement on game day? Yeah, you do. It's time to get on prize picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. You pick two to six players. You choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and it's easy to make your picks with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals. Prize Picks is the place to play. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Watch your entry update in real time and continue the fun by making picks on the second half and fourth quarter stats. And right now, when you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime, use code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for more details. We've teamed up with Bryant Heating and Cooling for a special enter to win opportunity at all Spider football home games this season. One winner per game will receive four tickets and exclusive access to the climate controlled Bryant Heating and Cooling comfort suite at Robin Stadium. Each winner will also receive a $100 concessions voucher, a dedicated comfort concierge, and get to watch the game from the comfort of indoor seating. Visit BryantCoolsRichmond.com and enter to win today. Bryant Heating and Cooling, whatever it takes. It's game on at World of Beer Bar and Kitchen in Short Pump. Head to World of Beer Bar and Kitchen in Short Pump for all NFL and college football games. And enjoy happy hour all day on Thursdays, as well as weekend brunch. With 40 plus beers on tap, 350 more in the cooler, and a full food and cocktail menu. World of Beer Bar and Kitchen is your football watch party destination. Buying a vehicle is like buying a house. Many aspects of the purchase can lead to questions. Fortunately, Lux Chevrolet in Ashland has 100 years of experience to help their customers buy their next Chevy or used vehicle. They combine a modern, interactive website at LuxChevrolet.com with old-school customer service to make the entire process easy. So don't buy from some online startup. Put your trust with Lux Chevrolet in Ashland, 804-798-9261 or online at LuxChevrolet.com. You're a local dealer with worldly experience. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. Let's get back to the show. Behind the web, live from the Brass Tap at Libby Mill Midtown. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network and 1061 ESPN. Snap to Williams, runs the read, keeps it, drops the throw, looking downfield, dodges one man. Here come two or three more. He's going down back at the 50. I think the ball came out, and he fumbled again. Richmond's got the football. Williams takes the snap. He's back to throw. He's looking left. He's throwing that way over the middle. It's intercepted. Picked off by Galloway to the 20, up the right side, 15. Inside the 10, he's still going. He dives into the end zone. 
Another defensive touchdown for the Spiders. Unbelievable. Well, it's becoming more and more believable each week because that's now five defensive touchdowns for the Spiders, 23 defensive takeaways. Both of those stats lead not only the CAA but all of FCS football, and obviously those highlights were in anticipation of Coach Justin Wood being with us today as the Spider defensive coordinator, but as we said, under the weather and, and couldn't make it uh, uh, Russ, and even Winston having been a defensive player. I'll let you speak to that, but those numbers – uh, phenomenal for what they're doing, how opportunistic this defense has been. 23 takeaways and five defensive touchdowns. And go back, and I keep saying it, and, and that, that's great, getting all those turnovers and the defensive touchdowns, but it all starts up front. I mean, if you if you can't put any pressure on the quarterback, he ain't going to throw an interception probably. Or, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't, we've got, I don't even know, four or five sack fumbles this year, and uh, we've hit the quarterback as he's releasing it, and uh, so it, it, it starts up front, uh, but obviously you have to be opportunistic on the back end. But um, our guys, we, we got a good front four and uh, front six, really, or seven of them that can go play. Uh, Wayne Galloway is taking advantage of that, right? I mean, two pick sixes for him. How many pick sixes did you have? In college? Yeah. None. None. Winston, nope. how many? I think one or one? two. One? Or, but, so nope. two in one year is pretty cool, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, right? I mean, what he's doing as a defensive guy, uh, which you were uh, in your playing days, what are you seeing from this defense? And as we talked about how opportunistic it's been. I'm just glad they're on our side. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, it's an awesome deal. And, and so, you know, it, it allows us to kind of call the game a little bit different uh, because, you know, if, if, we, if we're able to hold on to the ball and, and teams get down on us, we know that uh, – as coach mentioned earlier, teams start pressing, our defense becomes opportunistic, and so it's an it's an exciting thing to 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 have being able to have be able to play complimentary football. Yeah, as all you guys have said in this winning streak, that has certainly happened. Defense makes a play, offense makes a play behind them or the other way around, and mm -hmm. it's really been fun to watch between the offense and the defense for sure. Offensively, uh, Winston, let's go to the wide receiver crew right now. Um, how excited were you at the start of this year for Nick DeGenero and what you thought he could potentially do? I really ex was really excited about, you know, how he progressed through spring and, and how he uh, formed into a leader in, the, in that room. And and uh, he's stepped up for us and uh, throughout the year here and, and excited to see what he does here the next two um, next two games. But He's done a really good job for us. Russ, you remind us all the time. I think at the start of the year, we talked about Nick in terms of, oh, he was the fourth wide receiver last year. He was overshadowed. Jacob Harris, Leroy Henley, Josiah Williams. And you reminded us of just how good Nick DiGennaro on his own was last year, right? Yeah, I get, I get 50 catches maybe yeah, last year yeah, or more. Six, yeah. yeah. That's a good year for everybody. Yes. So, uh, you know, he, he wasn't overlooked by us. I mean, he was, he was one of four that could, could go get it and play. And he certainly has proven he can do it again this year. So, Winston, I uh, got a question off of our email line behind the web at richmond.edu. Nick has a third of the team's receiving yards and half of the team's touchdown receptions. As we get into the important home stretch of the schedule, do you expect defenses will attempt to double Nick? Of course, that would open up opportunities for Jerry, Kwanye, uh, Landon, and, and Javion, amongst others. Well, I'll say this. You know, uh, last week, uh, I think we had what, four, four guys. Four guys with 20 or more, uh, 
20 more yards uh, of catches. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's coming to fruition a little bit. You know, the other guys, you know, we have the same one shine, we shine. You know, when it's your turn to make the play, the, the job of the receiver is to be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. And as I mentioned earlier about Jacob doing a great job with the quarterbacks, uh, if, if the play is designed to go to Nick, then it'll go to him. But if, it's, if they double and the play says to go to somebody else, the other, player, the other guys have to step up. And proud of how those guys are, are doing it, obviously, with the help of our boss hogs protecting. Absolutely. Well, talk about a couple more of them who I've really been impressed by and intrigued by. Kwanye Vini yep. got off to a slow start, speed bump in there, and yep. he's come back and has made some really significant plays, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, a lot of maturity. You know, I, I think he, he went and talked to Coach and talked to myself as well, and he, he said he'd do anything he can for the team. And it, one thing about Kwanye that he does really well is he blocks away from the ball. And, I mean, he, you'll see him on the backside. He'll be on the backside of a play and end up on the front side of the play. And so, I, I, I'm, I, like you said, I'm, I'm impressed with how he's continuing to work out and see how his progression works. Russ, when a player like that comes to you when he's struggling and, and got some things going, uh, what does it kind of mean to you as the head coach that he is, he is that invested, that caring, that he wants to figure this thing out and get back out there to play? Because we had him in one of our interview segments uh, last week, I think, and he brought it up you know, pretty much unasked about that whole scenario. Yeah, we're just, we're glad he's back and playing like we know he's capable of playing. I mean, he was a, a a great recruit coming out. He was from a fantastic high school program, Highland Springs. We knew he was coached well. He was a hard worker. Um, you know, he just kind of, you know, and sometimes sometimes when you come from really good programs and you're really good, and you know, you you expect to be further along than you are and I you know you expect to have more catches and more yards and and when it doesn't occur you know it kind of kind of gets to you a little bit and uh you know it just it's a it's a it's about being patient it's about when it's your time it's your time and uh you know he he was fine and and uh you know we just uh you know it was just kind of one week out of the season where you know he, he wasn't kind of on the same page we were but for the other year and a half since he's been here he's been incredible great yeah, great young man been playing great of late the other one i'll bring up and i don't want to ignore the others because you have a great wide receiving crew there uh, but true freshman landon ellis and how he's progressed coach said from the from august that he was going to play there was no four game hold on landon ellis that you guys saw a lot in him winston yeah he's done he's done a good job he's a big 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 young man and and so uh, one thing, he's really smart, you know, and I, I think what helped him is the school that he came from. He was almost really in college, you know, and so uh, he, he's a little bit more mature than most freshmen, and he does a really good job of catching and, and getting up the field. So um, you have to play somebody like that, and he'll continue to, to fit in where, where he needs to fit in. All right, a couple more for you guys, and then we'll let you go grab lunch. This one came from the audience about the co-offense coordinator role and how you guys, I uh, hope I'm translating the question, or kind of compartmentalize what each of you has to do, not as offensive line coach and, and wide receiver coach, but as co-offense coordinators, how you've kind of compartmentalized your positions. Yes, sir. Uh, one thing during the week, uh, Coach Poindexter and Coach Queso and I, we, we work on the run game, and then – we come together and collaborate on the run game. And that's kind of how we start the week each week of um, defining our run game while he and uh, Coach Usman are, are working on the, the pass game part. And then uh, what's cool is uh, you got a guy who's 
played a lot of football and carried the ball a lot. So those quarterback runs that Jacob knows about. And, and then Coach O likes to run the football. And, and like I said, uh, he talks about his receivers blocking. They do a great job and puts emphasis on it, which is really cool. And so that's kind of how we start the week. But as the week goes on, uh, Coach O and I talk about things and, and kind of narrow things down uh, in the run game as it goes on and kind of see what fits. And that's a big thing that we had to, you know, kind of tweak early on is is making sure we were putting things to their skill set, whether the quarterbacks, whether the running backs, whether the O-line. So that's that was a big focus um, after, you know, as we got into to it this year. So, Winston? Yeah, and, and the other thing is um, I'd be remiss to, to, to not mention, like, we – we also talked to Coach Huseman, uh, and his experience as, as a defense coordinator um, allows us to kind of, you know, say, well, it, it, that that's not fooling, that's not fooling the defense right there. That's a waste of your time, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, end of the week, we get into those conversations, and so that I think that's been a, a, a really good asset for us uh, to be able to uh, get the guys going. All right, what's uh, this week been like for assistant coaches with no game to prepare for this Saturday and uh, I guess three days off of uh, practice if you include Monday, which is always an an off day anyway. But how has this week been different than the routine? And did you guys get a chance to catch your breath also? It's been a long grind. I was in Georgia Monday and Tuesday, so no, I didn't (laughs) didn't catch much of a breath. Vacation in Georgia, huh? That's it. That's it. So got to go down there and recruit and see some – kid that's committed to us and just watch some practices and so that was good to you know get out of the office and and then also uh at the same time breaking down elon and working on that and that same thing just recruiting the first two days there and then um back in the back in the office there on on wednesday and then today's practice tomorrow's practice so uh we're working we're 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 trying to get ready to to go one and oh next week Biggest game of the year. Yes, sir. We all say that, and yes, it sir. is for a lot of reasons yeah. at this point. Uh, Coach has already said he's given you Saturday off. Yeah. What's that mean to Adam Ross and Winston October? What's happening Saturday? Daddy do list. That's what I knew that was coming. <laughs> daddy daycare. My wife says you can't call it daddy daycare through your kids. So. But, nah. Yeah, I'm, daddy I'm, do list. I'm excited to see my girls for – for for a little bit of time so we're i don't know what we're doing yet but have to ask the balls so yeah, yeah. that's right, right. i used to always say babies i said i said you mean you want me to babysit she said it's not babysitting it's parenting you idiot <laughs> so uh, we've all well, made that one i huh? made that one i made that mistake yeah. too good. yeah so but any uh, any football watching as part of saturday or oh, is yeah. this totally get away yeah, I'll, yeah, we'll be watching. Yeah, I'll watch a little bit of football. Oh, the girls are going to watch football. Is that the <laughs> oh, case? They, they like, it. yeah, <laughs> you got it. There's some dishes I think I, I got to wash. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that while you're watching a game. Like, so. <laughs> no. so, will you watch the CAA games because they're More obviously likely. really important games this week, or will you watch some of the other football or both? Probably both. both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, both. both. All right. Well, thank you for being here today and Thanks talking to Thanks for your football. Us. Adam Ross, Winston October, our co-offensive coordinators. Thank you, fellas. Uh, come back with one more segment with Coach Usman in just a moment behind the web live from the Brass Tap on 1061 ESPN. Searching for your next set of wheels? Get pre-qualified at CarMax and see your personalized monthly payment for any of our cars with no impact to your credit score. Because CarMax has made it as easy as a Sunday drive to get your financing options with a shopping experience tailored to you. So you can get the car that's right for you and right for your budget. Get started at CarMax.com and compare your options in just a few easy clicks. See CarMax.com for details. CarMax, that's car buying 
reimagined. It's game on at World of Beer Bar and Kitchen in Short Pump. Head to World of Beer Bar and Kitchen in Short Pump for all NFL and college football games. And enjoy happy hour all day on Thursdays, as well as weekend brunch. With 40 plus beers on tap, 350 more in the cooler, and a full food and cocktail menu. World of Beer Bar and Kitchen is your football watch party destination. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton, and people often ask me, what is the Good Feet store? A shoe store? I respond, we are an arch support store. Most people don't realize that we have four arches in the foot. Not only that, but there are 26 bones, 30 joints, and over 100 tendons and ligaments in each foot. There is no way that a mass-produced shoe is going to meet the specific needs of your feet. That's where we come in at the Good Feet Store. When you come in, our staff is going to welcome you and listen to your needs. We want to learn about you, your lifestyle, your work, and the types of shoes you enjoy wearing. Then after measuring your feet, we are going to fit you from a selection of over 300 styles and sizes of arch supports. We want to find the right system for you. Haven't you spent enough time trying different shoes and all the disposable products that are supposed to make your feet feel better? Come into the Good Feet Store for a free personalized fitting and test walk with our life-changing arch supports. The Good Feet Store is located in Short Pump in West Broad Marketplace near Wegmans and Cabela's. Visit goodfeet.com to book your appointment today or just stop by. We've teamed up with Bryant Heating and Cooling for a special enter-to-win opportunity at all Spider football home games this season. One winner per game will receive four tickets and exclusive access to the climate-controlled Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort Suite at Robin Stadium. Each winner will also receive a $100 concessions voucher, a dedicated comfort concierge, and get to watch the game from the comfort of indoor seating. Visit bryantcoolsrichmond.com and enter to win today. Bryant Heating and Cooling, whatever it takes. With tons of televisions, the Brass Tap's the best place to watch your favorite team, and the Brass Tap has great food and cold drinks to enjoy while you catch the game. Join Richmond Spiderhead football coach Russ Huseman and Bob Black every Thursday during football season at our Richmond location at Libby Mill Midtown from noon to one for Behind the Web as they talk spider football and break down upcoming matchups. Enjoy signature Brass Tap classic pizzas all day Thursday for just $10. The Brass Tap, great times, well-crafted. Keeping you up to date with Richmond football. This is Behind the Web Live from the Brass Tap at Libby Mill Midtown on 1061 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network. Again, we go every week, so we're back here again next week. We'll do all the Elon preview uh, next week on uh, on the Thursday show. And then through the remainder of the season, whatever that warrants, of course. If that warrants scheduling additional shows, wink, wink, nod, nod, down the road, we will certainly uh, do that for sure. Uh, before we finish up today, a uh, special welcome. Uh, great coach in attendance today, Coach Bobby Ross, is sitting right over here to our right with Mike O'Toole. He's in the house today. Welcome, Coach Ross. What a legendary coach there, Ross. I know you've, you've had lunch a few times with him. Dick Tarrant, Bobby Ross, wow. Russ Useman, lunch a couple times a year. Wow. It's a great time. I enjoy it. I uh, want to put a recorder some, on the table. Some, yeah, stories. some unbelievable stories and wisdom. And, uh, you know, it's pretty cool uh, spending time with those guys. Uh, I guess there was a connection. Winston, when he was at VMI, got to know Coach Ross a little bit. And uh, Coach, of course, at Georgia Tech. Are they going to win this week, Georgia Tech? They got Virginia, don't they? 
Right? I think Virginia's got Georgia Tech. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Keep an eye on that one for sure. All right. Got some questions. Welcome again, Coach. Appreciate you. Appreciate you being here. Um, The guys brought up recruiting this week. Always a popular topic. Uh, This uh, email question from Steve. It appears Richmond has received 14 verbal commits for the class of 2024. Are we solid on those commits? And what are the expectations for the size of your 2024 incoming class? Well, I'm not allowed to comment on, on on really a lot of that um the, the class size will be probably 16 high school kids um probably four transfers to get us to 20 total uh incoming guys uh through scholarship um you know where we are with scholarship numbers so i think 16 high school kids and that's a pretty good number and and that's a little bit bigger than we've had in the last couple years so um you know and part of it's going to come into play too we got we got some kids that can come back for their fifth year um you know and and there'll be discussions about that when the season's over do they want to come back um you know, some of them got jobs lined up, man, and some of them want to get on with their lives. So, um, so we'll make those discussions, and that'll kind of weigh into you know what transfers we bring in based on who come, who stays and who goes. Is that a formula you're now becoming comfortable with in this new era of college athletics? That hey, we've got this number of freshmen, but we also know we're going to have a certain number of transfers. Yeah, I, I think you, you know, and it and it kind of ties in like. We're going, to, we're going to recruit high school players. There's no question. This program has to be built on development. Uh, high school kids, I believe in that 100%. Where we kind of fit in with the transfers are, let's just say a, a you know, guy or two at one, a certain position, fifth-year guy, older guy, a player, starter, potential for us, decides not to come back. You know, all right, now you got to replace sometimes an older player, which you, you kind of thought were coming back probably with an older player and uh so you know it's the the transfer stuff is to you know fill some gaps uh you know but you know it's uh it's not it's not an exact science it's tough but uh you know, we're going we're gonna to keep building this thing on with high school players. Yeah. And, I mean, as you were kind of saying, um, you know, if you have an immediate need, you might go after a transfer because he's played. If you, if you have a bigger picture need, you get the freshman who you can oh, yeah. bring along, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we, you know, we're going to sign three or four offensive linemen, high school offensive linemen. We signed uh, five last year, and, and those kids, we like them all, and they're going to be bigger and stronger. Right. And uh, uh, we'll sign a couple linebackers, a couple wideouts, a couple running backs. Uh, you know, uh, three or four DBs, high school kids, uh, you know, same thing up front uh, defensively, three or four there, and then uh, and then kind of sprinkle in a transfer or two based on where our needs are. Exactly. All right, one more from Steve. Last couple of games, it appears that hiking and holding for PATs and field goals has been suspect. Are these concerns unfounded? H- hiking and holding? Snaps. Yeah, he, that's – I don't know who Steve is, but he's pretty observant now uh, because we actually, uh, on, on our PATs, um, the snaps were good. Uh, Trussler just kind of really struggled Ooh. a couple times, uh, you know, so they weren't as smooth. But the punt snaps are incredible. I mean, I don't know if he mentioned punt snaps there or not, uh, but we actually, they must have been watching very closely because it's kind of hard 
Uh, when you watch it on film, you see it. And, and, and I, on Sunday, I asked her, I said, Truster, what happened to you, man? He said, I don't know. I just, I, he said, I don't know. He said, I'll get it better. Don't worry, Coach. I'll get it. And, and so, uh, but there were two that were really struggling getting down there. But it was more the hold than the snap because I think the hold. from our distance, it looked like maybe the snap was off a little bit. But no. Hold. Hold. Yeah, he, he didn't have a couple great snaps two weeks ago. Uh, and Trussler did a great job of getting them down. Uh, got a lot of confidence in Big Cat, a lot of confidence in Trussler. It has Love not affected his punting, has it? And his punting's been great. Yeah, the, the punt snaps have been incredible. Yeah. I mean, they've been right on the button yep. the whole time. And I, it looked like Campbell was really coming after Aaron last week. Is that accurate? I mean, he, he had to really quickly get those punts well, I, I Somebody uh, asked me um, – Maybe it was at my Monday lunch. They said it looked like it was they were getting close. It did. At least it, from up there it did. Nah, has so. got it down. They ain't close. Well, I know man. he got it done, but he didn't have a chance to do his little run to the right. or. Well, yeah. what happened was they put five guys over there, and we can't block all five guys. Right. So that's why we ran a fake the other way. Uh-huh, that was great. So, and Michigan State did the same thing, put five over there, and we ran a fake against them too. So it, it, anybody wants to put five over there, go right ahead. I'm going to run the fake the other way and just let you know right now. But Trussler knows that we can't block the outside guy, so he takes takes it one step and kicks the thing, and they don't have our, our gunners or our wings covered up, so we get down there, and he, he kicks it 43. They have to fair catch it, and 43 net makes you top six in the country net punting. Which leads and us that's into all our, that matters. Which leads us into our last question, our last couple minutes. Gadget plays have had a high percentage of success for the Spiders and all teams. Why not use more gadget plays? Well, they – You'd be surprised how many were called uh, during the course of these last few games. And uh, Coach October and myself and Coach Ross, we we always like to come up with the gadgets. I'm a firm believer in it, uh, having trying to defend them. But we actually had what we had two called last week that didn't get. We had three called last week that you couldn't tell they didn't get done Uh because it wasn't there and our guy made the right decision not to either throw the double pass or not to you know we threw the one uh we were going to throw the one where uh uh, kyle was throwing back to cam and that one was wide open uh but we didn't block a dude that we should have probably blocked um or gotten his way a little bit and then and then it was it was fixing to be a big play so we like coach we called three Two, you probably couldn't even have recognized because it just looked like a screen pass. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one, you can see that's where, where Kyle kind of was going down and overthrew him on the throwback to the quarterback. So, yeah, we, we, got, we got, always got four or five in the arsenal every week. Fans love those gadget plays. So do I. They'll be cheering you on again when you run those gadget I, plays. I love them, I'm too. Sure. Yeah. Um, all right, Russ, let's finish up. We heard from Winston and Adam what they're doing with an off Saturday. What's the head coach? You don't, you don't have little I'm kids to be chasing football. around. Yeah. So my, what are you my, be doing? my wife is actually uh, in Italy right now, and she'll be in Italy till next Thursday huh. uh, with my next-door neighbor. Um, so... Got the house to yourself. Well, my daughter lives in the back house there, but basically I'm babysitting her dog. Uh, My mother-in-law lives the next-door neighbor, and she takes care of the chickens. So basically all I have to do is come home and take my dog for a walk. Um, 
and that's about it. But, uh, yeah, I'll be watching both those CAA games, William & Mary, Albany, and uh, um, Elon and Delaware. Yeah, and you got Villanova, New Hampshire, too. That's another good yeah, one, but I'm going to be watching the other two. Yeah, it's, it's hard. You know, it's hard to go back and forth. You know, it's not like you, you just – click a channel on with flow i mean you got to go back and I forth so, me we know <laughs> uh, i'm going to really focus on those other two i think all right enjoy the day thank, thank you coach. appreciate absolutely. it absolutely coach october coach ross thank you everyone in the house thanks uh back next thursday we'll preview the elon game next week on the next edition robert Oley, thank you aj in the studio bob black saying so long talk to you next week for the next behind the web on 1061 espn You've been listening to Behind the Web from the Brass Tap at Libby Mill Midtown, featuring head coach Russ Huseman. Today's show has been brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling, World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and Virginia 529. Join us throughout the college football season for Behind the Web, presented by the Brass Tap. Thanks for listening and stay in touch with Richmond Athletics on the flagship station of the Spider Sports Network, ESPN Richmond. Executive producer, Robert Oley. This has been a presentation of Playfly Sports in association with Richmond Sports Properties.